That test is not permanent. God has already set an end to the difficulty. You have to get your second wind. God didn't bring you this far to leave you. What he started, he's going to finish. Dig down deep and keep passing the test. Keep thanking him that it's on the way. Keep declaring what he promised. Keep believing when you don't see any sign of it. Stay in this attitude of faith. Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? We appreciate you and pray for God's very best in your life. God bless you. It's great to have you with us today. I know God has amazing things in your future. I hope you'll stay connected with us all through the week. We have a daily podcast that you can download or go to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media. We want to keep you inspired and encouraged. But thanks for tuning in. I like to start with something funny. One Sunday morning, this pastor was in the pulpit preaching away when he noticed a man on the front row sound asleep. That made him so aggravated. He started preaching louder and harder, but it seemed like the louder he got, the sounder the man slept. Finally, he stopped in the middle of his message said to the man sitting next to him, would you please wake that man up? The man said, wake him up yourself. You put him to sleep. Come on, say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. God bless you. I want to talk to you today about the hot winds of testing. We all go through seasons in life that are difficult. We're going along fine. Then an unexpected challenge comes. We're diagnosed with an illness. Our child is in trouble. The pandemic hits. Our business slows down. It's easy to get discouraged and wonder why it happened. But God doesn't stop every difficulty. He will allow challenges to move us into our purpose. If you'll pass the test, on the other side of that difficulty is a new level of your destiny. Jesus told a parable in Luke chapter 8 about a farmer that sowed seed in his land. Some fell on good ground, some fell on hard ground. When he explained the meaning, he said in verse 13, the rocky soil is like young plants. Their roots don't go down very deep. They believe for a while, then they wilt when the hot winds of testing come. You can't become who you were created to be without going through hot winds of testing. How you respond in these difficult times will determine whether you come out bitter or you come out better. Times when you feel overwhelmed, you're doing the right thing, but it's not improving. You're praying, but it seems like God went on vacation. You lost that loved one. You don't see how you can make it. That's not just a random challenge. It's not just bad luck. You're in the hot winds of testing. God is seeing what you're made of. How deep do your roots go down? Are you going to live sour, discouraged? Or are you going to dig down deep and say, I may not understand it, but God, I trust you. I know you're bigger than what I'm facing. Your plans for me are for good. So Lord, I thank you that you will get me to where I'm supposed to be. You have to be determined. You're not going to be moved by what's not fair. You're not going to get bitter over who did you wrong. You're not going to live discouraged because of a bad break. 
a delay, an unexpected challenge. You may be in the hot winds of testing now. You're dealing with an issue in your family or at the office. That coworker is leaving you out, getting on your nerves. Not once, but this has gone on month after month. If your roots don't go down deep, if you live shallow, let it frustrate you, try to pay them back, then you'll get stuck where you are. That difficulty is not there to defeat you. It's there to promote you. If you'll pass the test, keep doing the right thing, keep being good to people, keep letting God fight your battles, because your roots go down deep, God will not only turn it around, but he'll bring you out better. Don't let the hot winds of testing cause you to fall apart. It may be taking longer than you thought. You were determined at first. You stood strong, but now it's been a long time. You're tired. Thoughts are telling you it's never going to work out. You'll never get well, never see your family restored. Don't believe those lies. That test is not permanent. God has already set an end to the difficulty. You have to get your second wind. God didn't bring you this far to leave you. What he started, he's going to finish. Dig down deep and keep passing the test. Keep thanking him that it's on the way. Keep declaring what he promised. Keep believing when you don't see any sign of it. Stay in this attitude of faith. Well, Joel, I don't understand why this happened. I was being my best. Why did I have this bad break? Why did I come down with this illness? Why did these people turn on me? It's just life. Being a person of faith doesn't exempt us from difficulty. These tests come to us all. Paul said in Ephesians, put on the whole armor of God so in the evil day, you will be able to stand and having done all to stand. He didn't say in case you have an evil day, maybe you'll have some trouble. He said, put the armor on. So in the evil day, he was saying, there's going to be some hot winds of testing. You're going to have things in life that can knock the wind out of you. Take your joy, cause you to give up on your dreams. If you're going to pass the test, your roots have to go down deep. You can't be weak, complain, God, why did this happen? You have to have a made up mind. I know God is still on the throne. I know him being for me is more than the world being against me. I'm not moved by what's not improving. I'm not moved by how unfair it is. I'm not moved by what I don't understand. I know what was meant for harm, God is turning to my advantage. Paul said, when you've done everything you know to do, just stand. You don't have to figure it out. You don't have to make things happen. You don't have to worry. Just stand in the face of opposition. Stand when every voice says it's not going to work out. Stand when the medical report is not changing. Stand when your finances aren't improving. Stand when your child is not making good decisions. To stand means you're not moved by what's not changing. You're not complaining because it's taking so long. You're not bitter because you had the setback. You're not frustrated because your plans didn't work out. You are steadfast, immovable, unshakable. Your roots go down deep. You have a report of victory when you could be complaining. You talk about health when you're fighting the illness. You talk about abundance when your business is down. You talk about overcoming when you feel like you're overcome. That's what it means to stand. You stand believing 
Stand trusting, stand hoping, stand expecting. If you'll stand immovable, unshakable, then you will be unstoppable. Those hot winds of testing will not keep you from your destiny. They will launch you into your destiny. God is looking for people, not necessarily that have great faith, but people that will simply stand. Stand in the middle of a pandemic. Not bitter, not discouraged, but stand with an attitude of faith. Stand when the problem is not turning around. Stand when it's taking longer than you thought. Stand when your heart is breaking. Stand when the bottom fell out. God never said we wouldn't have an evil day, a time of trouble, but he did promise if you'll just stand, he'll bring you out. If you'll stand, he'll defeat your enemies. If you'll stand, he'll give you beauty for ashes. If you'll stand, joy is coming in the morning. If you'll stand, the enemies you see today, you will see no more. And don't let those hot winds of testing cause you to wilt, think that God is not for you. I must have done something wrong. No, you probably did something right. That's why the enemy's trying to stop you. He thought you would fall apart, get bitter, blame God. What he didn't realize is you know how to stand. You're not moved by the hot winds. You're not worried about the medical report. You're not frustrated over how long it's been. You're steadfast. You're immovable. Can I tell you, the enemy cannot defeat a stander. He can't defeat you when you stand in praise. You thank God even when it's not working out. You stand in excellence. You keep being your best in the middle of the trouble. You stand in faith. You could be negative, sour, but you still believe God is working. You still expect things to change. You still have your hopes up, knowing that it could turn around today. I'm not asking you to have great faith. I'm not asking you to figure out a solution. I'm simply asking you to stand. Stand unmoved by what you're up against. Stand with your eyes on the God who created the universe, knowing that he has the final say, that he's working behind the scenes, that what he promised you will come to pass. Are you in those hot winds of testing, facing difficulties that seem too big? You never dreamed you'd be up against this sickness? Never thought your marriage would be in trouble? Never thought that company wouldn't need you? God is saying, stand. I'm still in control. It's not a surprise to me. He already has the solution. He's already lined up the right people. The healing, the promotion, the breakthroughs, they are already en route. And here's what I've learned. I know God is on my side, not by the storms he stopped, but by the storms that didn't stop me. You can't judge God's favor by the storms he kept you out of, but by the storms he brought you through. David said, by this I know the Lord is on my side because my enemies could not triumph over me. He was saying, I know God is on my side because in those hot winds of testing, I just kept standing, doing the right thing, and God defeated my enemies for me. The scripture says, you will go through the fire and not be burned. You will go through the waters and not drown. You will go through the famine and not go hungry. Don't get discouraged over what God is bringing you through. He won't allow you to get in a difficulty that he can't bring you out of. In the scripture, 
three Hebrew teenagers wouldn't bow down to the king's golden idol. He was so upset, he was going to have them thrown into a fiery furnace. You talk about the hot winds of testing. What they were up against seemed impossible. And they could have panicked, fallen apart. God, we were being our best, doing the right thing. Why did this happen? It's a test. God allowed the difficulty not to defeat them, but to establish them. They said, King, we're not going to bow down. We know our God will deliver us. If they would have stopped there, we would think that's great. They had faith. They believed. But what they said next shows us their real attitude. They said, we know God will deliver us, but even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow down. That's what it means to stand. You have a made up mind. You're going to stay in faith whether it works out your way or not. You're going to trust God whether the door opens or closes. You're going to give him praise whether he turns it around in five days or five years. Your roots go down deep. You're not moved by people trying to talk you out of it. Well, I don't think you'll ever get well. My cousin died of that same thing. When you know how to stand, you let that go in one ear and out the other. You're not moved by opposition, by bad breaks, by people that are not for you. You have an attitude like these teenagers. I know God is going to turn it around, but even if he doesn't, I'm not going to live sour. I'm not going to give up on life. I'm not going to quit believing. When you have these deep roots, the hot winds of testing don't affect you. You're stable, consistent, unmoved. You know no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. You know all things are working together for your good. This king had the teenagers thrown into the furnace. It was so hot, the guards that threw them in were instantly killed. They should have been gone, should have ended their life, but God has the final say. No person can take your life. No bad break can stop your purpose. No sickness, no addiction, no disappointment. A little later, the king came to check on them. He looked through the furnace window and saw they were all still alive. He couldn't believe it. He said, didn't we throw three men inbound? I see four men loosed. One looks like the son of God. Those teenagers came out unharmed without the smell of smoke. And sometimes God will keep you out of the fire. Other times he'll make you fireproof and send you into the fire. You may be in the fire now. You feel those hot winds of testing. You need to remind yourself, like these teenagers, those flames can't harm you. That trouble can't take you out. Those people can't stop what God has ordained. It's a test. Are you going to stand despite the opposition? Are you going to stay in faith despite things not working out? Are you going to keep believing even though you've had setbacks? When you can say like them, even if God doesn't do it my way, I'm still not going to bow down. I'm still not going to live defeated. I'm still not going to give up on my dreams. When your roots go down deep, God will make things happen that you couldn't make happen. You'll defeat giants that are much bigger, accomplish dreams that seem impossible. But there are times in life that we all get thrown into the furnace, so to speak. We're praying, God, please keep us out. Keep me from the trouble. Keep me from the sickness. But here's the key. God controls the thermostat. He won't let the fire get too hot for you. 
He knows how much you can handle. If it feels like it's too much, that's because you're stronger than you think. It's because your destiny is greater than you think. He's getting you prepared for things much bigger in your future, for favor, influence, opportunity that you've never seen. Don't wilt in the trouble. Dig down deep. It's not too much for you. You can handle it. You've been armed with strength for this battle. You are full of can-do power. The forces that are for you are greater than the forces that are against you. But none of us like the hot winds of testing. It would be much easier if things fell into place and we never had opposition. People were always for us. But without these times of testing, when you have to resist the urge to quit, you have to stretch your faith and believe that God is in control, then we wouldn't become who we were created to be. I read about these scientists that created a miniature version of our planet. It's called the Biosphere 2 Project. It's in a big dome that cost $150 million. They made it to study how the earth functions and to learn more about how we can make improvements. It has 3,800 species of plants and animals, including a rainforest, a savanna, and a desert. They discovered that in this biosphere, trees grew much faster than trees outside the dome. They were taken aback at how rapidly they grew, but before the trees reached their full height, they fell over. They couldn't withstand their own weight. They realized in this biosphere, they hadn't replicated the wind. It was always calm and peaceful, never any strong winds, never any storms. Because the trees didn't have to withstand any wind, their roots didn't develop properly, and they had a deficiency in what they called stress wood. Stress wood helps the tree grow stronger and more solidly. Without it, the trees can grow fast, but they can't survive. The wind is essential for the tree to flourish and become what it was created to be. In the same way, without these hot winds of testing, without storms, without difficulties, our life would be easier, but we wouldn't develop properly. We wouldn't be able to carry the weight of what God has in store. Don't complain about the wind, it's strengthening you. Those hot winds of testing can be uncomfortable. We don't like it, but your roots are going down deeper. You're developing courage, strength, fortitude. Those winds are not there to break you, they're there to make you. They're helping you become who you were created to be. When you have the right perspective, you don't get discouraged when you face challenges. God could have left you in that biosphere with no difficulties, no opposition. You could grow fast, but you wouldn't have the strength for where you're going. Those hot winds of testing are preparing you. Every day you stand, your roots are getting stronger. Every time you praise when you could complain, you're developing stress wood. When you keep doing the right thing, when the wrong thing is happening, your core is getting strengthened to carry the weight of the blessing, the weight of the influence, the weight of the anointing. It's interesting that airplanes don't take off with the wind, they take off against the wind. The airplane needs the resistance of the wind to get lift. Are you complaining about winds being against you when in fact God is going to use those winds to give you lift? That challenge may look like it's going to stop you, but really it's going to promote you. 
Don't get discouraged because you're in the hot winds of testing. That tells me you're about to lift off. You're about to see things you've never seen, go places you've never gone, pass the test, keep standing, keep doing the right thing. This is what David did after he defeated Goliath. King Saul asked him to come to the palace and be one of his armor bearers. When Saul wasn't feeling well, he'd have David come in and play the harp. David was faithful. He served Saul with excellence, always gave it his best. But Saul was jealous of David. He didn't like the fact that David was getting all this recognition. One day while he was playing the harp, Saul threw a spear at David, trying to kill him, barely missed. David had to flee for his life. He spent months in the desert on the run from King Saul. Here David hadn't done anything wrong. He could have said, God, this isn't fair. Where are you? But in those hot winds of testing, David kept doing the right thing. He had a chance to kill Saul, to get revenge, but he wouldn't do it. He knew Saul was anointed to be king and David wouldn't touch God's anointed. As David kept passing the test, his roots were going down deeper. His character was being developed. He was showing God what he was made of. That's what prepared him to take the throne and do great things. When you study these heroes of faith, one thing you'll find is they all went through these hot winds of testing. When the Israelites were in slavery, God told Moses to go tell the Pharaoh to let the people go. Moses went, he obeyed, but Pharaoh said no. What do you do when you do what God tells you, but it doesn't work? You pray, you believe, you're good to people, you take the high road, but nothing's improving. Moses could have been sour, thought, God, I did my part. I got my courage up, but it didn't happen. No, he went back and told Pharaoh again and again and again. He was in the hot winds of testing. Was he going to get discouraged and give up because it wasn't happening the way he thought? Maybe you've been doing the right thing again and again, and people aren't changing. The medical report is not improving. Your business is not getting better. This is when you have to have deep roots. God, I'm not moved by what's not changing. I'm not discouraged by what's not happening. I'm not going to wilt, start complaining, give up on my dreams. I'm going to keep standing. I'm going to keep doing the right thing. When you pass the test like that, instead of those winds stopping you, they will lift you. Instead of defeating you, they will promote you. Even Jesus had to go through these hot winds of testing. You would think he would have it easy. God would surely favor him, keep him from opposition, from bad breaks. But he had to pass these same tests. People he loved walked away. Peter denied him. Thomas doubted him. The religious leaders made fun of him. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he was overcome with despair, so much so that he sweat great drops of blood. When he was crucified, the scripture says darkness fell across the whole land from the sixth to the ninth hour. As he hung there, the sun refused to shine. It was a dark moment. Jesus could have called down angels to rescue him. He could have called down fire from heaven. But in the dark moment, he didn't take the easy way out. In the dark moment, he didn't come down off the cross. Yes, he's the son of God, but he still felt the pain. 
He was in so much agony, he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The scripture says he endured the pain of the cross, looking forward to the joy that was coming. He knew on the other side of the dark moment was a resurrection. We would never have salvation without a dark moment. Jesus would have never sat at the right hand of the Father without a dark moment. Joseph would have never become the prince of Egypt without a dark moment, his family betraying him. Paul would have never written half of the New Testament without a dark moment, being in prison for sharing his faith. Sarah would have never given birth to the promised child without a dark moment, being barren for 80 years. When you're in a dark moment, you have to remind yourself that difficulty is not the end. It's leading you to a resurrection, to a new beginning, to something that you've never seen. Don't give up in the dark moment. Don't quit believing in the dark moment. Don't stop doing the right thing in the dark moment. You may feel like that God has forgotten about you. Even Jesus asked why he was forsaken. But sometimes in the test, the teacher is silent. You don't hear anything. You don't see anything improving. But you have to know in the dark moments, God still has you in the palm of his hand. He knows it's difficult. He knows you feel overwhelmed. He knows you don't think you can go on. Don't worry, help is on the way. Weeping endures for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. Now keep standing one day at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow. You don't have grace for tomorrow. Stand today, and when you get to tomorrow, you'll have grace for that day. It's significant that the scripture tells us darkness covered the earth from the sixth to the ninth hour. The writer wasn't just giving us a time frame so we would know chronologically when it all happened. God was showing us just as he sets a time for you to come into the dark moment, he sets a time for you to come out of it. Can I tell you, your ninth hour is coming. The dark moments are not permanent. The hot winds of testing don't last forever. You are close to seeing things turn around. You are close to a breakthrough close to your healing, close to meeting the right person, close to victory like you've never seen. The scripture says, the suffering of this present time doesn't compare to the glory that's coming. If you could see what God has coming, the promotion, the favor, the influence, you wouldn't complain about that dark moment. You would do like Jesus and endure a little bit longer. Keep standing Keep honoring God. Keep being good to people. Your ninth hour is on the way. Things are about to change in your favor. The light is about to come bursting in. It's going to happen suddenly. Just as that challenge came unexpectedly, God's favor is going to show up unexpectedly. He's already set an end to the difficulty. Now I believe and declare you are coming into your ninth hour. That darkness is about to lift. The hot winds of testing are about to subside. I speak strength into you, healing, favor, promotion, the fullness of your destiny in Jesus' name. I'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. 
If you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. We'd like to give you some free information on your new walk with the Lord. Just text the number on the screen or go to the website. I hope you'll get into a good Bible-based church and keep God first place. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you encouraged and inspired all through the week. Help us to continue to share the message of hope with those all around the world. Visit joelosteen.com or click the link in the description to partner with us today. We hope you'll share this message with a friend and be sure to follow us on social media. We're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.